Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique, the fitness podcast for busy professionals. I'm your host, Ajitesh Kogoy, and today is our very first guest episode, and we have with us Ms. Arundhati Borua. Arundhati, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. Really, really looking forward to this. Arundhati is a Bangalore-based ex-software developer turned into a full-time online fitness coach and she actually originally hails from Assam which is where I'm from as well just in case you guys are wondering and Arundhati is also preparing for securing her IFBB pro card in the bikini division while working as an online fitness coach to empower women to become their best selves I hope that I got the uh, intro right yep yeah you got it right (laughs) thank you that was really precise and well put. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so let's just start off the episode by delving right into the juice. And let's start off by talking about your journey so far. So how did you start? Uh, how did you get into bodybuilding? How did you get into fitness? And let's let let's get that history. Yeah, yeah. I I it it, it sounds funny now. Like if I have to talk about the start of my uh, the whole bodybuilding scene. But like the whole joining the gym and all of that, it started from an ex-boyfriend and from a breakup story. <laughs> it's like, you know, breakups make bodybuilders or whatever. <laughs> that fits well for me as well, I guess. Anyway, I mean, that was not the point where I got hooked into the whole um, scene. It was just like the first step, right? Stepping into the gym, working out, getting that into my routine. It was in college, like when I was in my college fourth year, which was in 2014, is when I got my first gym membership. And back then, I just like did not know what to do in the gym. I just followed the instructions from the trainer. There was just one trainer in the entire gym. So he used to tell us like what to do, what not to do. In terms of nutrition, again, I was in college. Uh, and you know how uh, like hostel food is, right? Zero protein. I mean, barely any protein. No idea about, you know, calorie surplus or calorie deficit, whatever. But I was eating like less. I know that. But yeah, training at the same time. So that was like the whole getting into the gym story. But there were also phases when I was like a cardio bunny. Like I joined Zumba and I would go for like three sessions a week for Zumba and just trying to, you know, be lean and lose fat. I mean, the general like story that everyone goes through in the beginning. Yeah. And after I left college, I came to Bangalore and it was much easier then to get into a gym and focus on the nutrition and all that. Because uh, that's when I also started investing some time into all of that, reading up how what to eat, like what's your calorie expenditure. Also regarding training, I when I came to Bangalore, I hired like a personal trainer. So I got to learn a lot of, from him at that point of time. Although not, not everything, but there was something that I knew compared to what was there in the first year, which is like uh, when I just started in college. And then in 2017, Uh, my boyfriend and I, we decided, okay, I mean, let's just compete and see like how it goes. Because that's when like the whole bikini bodybuilding scene had just started uh, in India, right? And right now, it's quite big uh, than what it was back in 2017. So we just like prepped for it. We uh, read this book from Lyle McDonald. What was it? Ultimate Dieting, if I'm not wrong. So it has like the book has like a 24 week prep kind of thing, which I mean, I just like did what was there in the book. Of course, like I ended up losing fat. I had invested quite some time into building muscle back then, although not that much as it's needed, but some amount of time, of course, I had put into like 
building muscle and like the whole off season scene so i stepped on stage and then i realized where i exactly stand because there were like 40 different women on stage and i realized ki oh i mean wow i really need to like work on this um in terms of building muscle um, there were like 40 women and i placed 10th and i am pretty sure it's probably because of the suit that i was wearing that i got my marks for but otherwise there were a lot more women who are a lot more muscular and in better condition than me on stage but they were not wearing like the proper suit and all that so i had the proper suit so probably my marking was higher than the rest but i so i got placed 10th but yeah that kind of like you know gave me the motivation to like pursue it further i found out ki there's this ifbp stage so the competition that i took part in was jerai classic it's not like a what do you say it's not related to any organization is just an independent like i would say like a private show or whatever but this ifbb is like a whole organization right uh, and they started organizing these sheru classic sheru classic and ihff they started conducting these uh, ifbb uh, pro card shows right where basically you compete and you get your pro card to compete in the pro level in the future so i got to know about them and i was like wow let's try this out right let's try this whole pro card thing and see like where it goes that's when i thought it would be great to work with a coach you know because i did not really know like what's out there what exactly needs to be done to fit into this proper bikini division which i thought that i'll be uh, competing in yeah so ever since like since 2019 i've been like prepping <laughs> i would say in off season for the future show whenever it happens in india because it was going to happen in 2020 and i almost prepped for it and i was like 5 weeks out and that's when we found out that oh show is not happening we had to like pull out of the whole prep and then i decided okay let's just like first be sure ki whether shows are happening at all in india and only then start my prep in the future so let's see i mean it's a continue like the journey is still on so let's see where it takes us <laughs> i hope that the, there was not too much <laughs> yeah no 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 that was really good because i think a lot of people will relate to the uh starting part of your journey where you were just figuring out things i think a lot of our listeners are listeners are there where they're still you know in that phase where they don't know what they're doing and and they don't know how to get started yeah and and it's crazy how you started just as a casual gym goer and now you're a serious competing athlete and now you're also a full-time full-time coach and you've switched careers completely and that that must have been something like was there anything particular that that really triggered that decision to switch careers and you know become a fitness coach full time um yeah like to be very honest i mean so my my background before becoming a full time coach was a developer right just like any other person who's prepping for the future it's always like you have to either choose engineer doctor or like lawyer or something one of those things right so i also fell into that trap and then i learned ki okay if i become an engineer maybe my life will be stable and then i'll get a good job and you know everything will be fine and happy whatever um after that my engineering i got my first job and right like within a couple of months i knew ki okay this is not it like i i cannot do this and this is not meant to be um but there was no other thing like other what do you say like there's no other choices that i had in front of me to pick from 
but as these whole like you know the fitness career as it started like like the whole gym thing basically started blooming like as i was growing in my developer career i was also investing time in in fitness at the same time right so at some point the midpoint i realized ki, okay now like i cannot really do this switching over to a fitness career or becoming a personal trainer or an online coach would i mean online coach was not there back then i at least i didn't know about it in 2017 but i was like okay i think the best first step would be like to become a floor trainer because coaching or you know training seems something which came very naturally to me naturally meaning because i had invested all these time in um, the gym for a while right i wanted to of course learn what all to know basically to like become a trainer and all of that so i got this certification done in 2017 i joined a gym um like the gym management was kind enough to you know give me their own certification that they have from their end i got certified I, we, we had like practical classes where they taught us everything regarding to like floor training and all of that which is like quite a eye opening experience and i got to learn a lot i mean so that was like just the first trigger i mean i had still not quit my job because i still had that mentality ki nahi like i have to have the job like stability i need to do the 9 to 5 or else like you know uh, i don't know what's going to happen in this career it was just still like a i won't say a hobby but it was not as serious like the whole fitness training thing trying to become a coach i mean i was still figuring it out so what i did was i joined the gym as a part time trainer so they gave me like four and a half hours a day to join so i would like coach people for that long i i still had my 9 to 5 going on at the same time so this was in my third year as a developer right so at that point like the responsibilities as a in that job were not so like you know not so intense like i could get mm. by by just working like 7 hours or 6 hours in even like in a week so in a day so they were not really expecting me to give like 8 hours so i would just go late and come back early so not the best employee like is what i would say uh, so at the same time i was i was able to manage my fitness career job like the part time job that the gym had offered me um so that went on for like 7 8 months if i'm not wrong and then my job started getting a lot hectic right so i started getting like a lot of work and i was not able to manage i was getting stressed out and when would you quit your job like you know it's usually the safest option that people opt out for is when your job like when when the part time that you're doing or the passion that you're following uh, when it meets your like job's salary because that's what um, stability is for right if you get enough if you can make enough money from here and that's when you can like quit your job basically but i never reached that point i mean i know that 9 7 8 months is not enough to invest as a personal trainer to make that much money to match your like job um so i had to leave that midway so i'm like okay i cannot do it and i had no support like my parents of course would be like what are you doing i mean you know this is like <laughs> i know you you have done your engineering why did you waste so much money if you want to become a trainer and all that stuff so i was like okay just let it be let's pause this for a while so i continued with my job after 3 years i continued and it became 6 years imagine what i went through like i knew i do not want to do this but i continued the whole job thing for like 6 years and <laughs> the pandemic as in like the last year 2020 i was like I can't do this like there's no way I can like continue my job because it was getting a lot stressful and I was not and I also realized that in 2020 when I was um, I told you right I was prepping for a show and then I had to stop midway so I was doing that along with my job so I realized ki okay this is there's no way that I can prep I give my 100% to this 
you know while i'm also working at a job with 6 years of experience where people are expecting so much from me right uh, sometimes work hours would be like 12 hours a day 14 hours a day in fact so there was no way that i could invest give my 100% into the whole prepping scene because you know how demanding it is right i would have to get my steps on uh, right i'd have to get my cardio right i'd have to get my meals right on time but at the same time if you keep getting mails from your manager or you know messages saying ki hey can you join this call can you join that i just could not take it like that much stress so i was like okay let me just like quit like uh, i cannot do this anymore and then see how like the training picks up i had some money saved which definitely helped me in the transition from becoming a developer to a fitness coach because you need that safety net kind of right i mean i know some people do it without that safety net and they just manage it but i was not like ready which is why like it took me so long to like finally jump into this side right yeah and then um, i started my online coaching uh, so i quit in december 2020 and i started the coaching in like feb 2021 and uh, it picked up really well the response like you know the people who who'd approach me for coaching before when i was not able to coach uh, they were still there and uh, i started my whole coaching thing like i said it came very naturally to me and it was something that i really really enjoyed right now if i see some days i'm working more than my job that i like whatever time i used to invest in my job some days here i feel like i'm even working like you know maybe 7 am in the morning to 9 pm in the night but i'm not complaining so that that's when you know ki okay you are in the right field and you're doing the right thing it was not a easy transition but it was a really long transition i would say it took these many years to from becoming a personal trainer like a floor trainer to finally becoming an online coach there was no struggle as such but it took me a lot of mental like you know i had to prepare a lot mentally because my parents did not know that i i don't know if i should say this out right in the podcast but my parents don't know that i've quit my job i mean i haven't i haven't felt the need to tell them at this point so um, which i will eventually of course so yeah it took me a lot of all these like you know the mental strength i would say uh, to finally like decide ki okay let's just do this like it's now or never kind of thing but yeah the lockdown really helped that's pretty crazy though i mean um because Firstly bodybuilding is such a niche thing um yeah. as a whole and especially in India like um everyone wants stability in their careers exactly and uh, yeah. the fitness career is not really something which is prized i would say fitness as a career and when you when you want to take up fitness as a career as well as become a bodybuilder people are, people in society are just like what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and to add to it if you're a woman doing that it just uh is even even crazier so like um what what i would like to talk about at this juncture is where do societal barriers that you had to face from friends family people who knew about this um i would say like uh, yeah friends were very very supportive there's been no like people telling me ki hey don't do this this is very risky or things like that i mean be it bodybuilding or be it coaching but yeah family definitely like i have tried like you know telling them a couple of times that hey i think i want to become a coach like a online coach uh, they were like why like what's wrong with the job uh, don't do that because you know some days you'll have money some days you might not have money what will happen you know the fear basically just they try to like push that fear into you so that's like definitely something that i faced uh, even relatives don't quit job like it's no way like 
do that like do your coaching as like something fun but like don't quit your job and in terms of the competition competitive perspective you know wearing a bikini on stage and posing and all of that i have not told that to anyone in my family so the last time i competed in 2017 no one found about it <laughs> and even in the future i'm not going to share that with anyone uh, of course friends know that people are like cool with it family i don't know like you know how how does asmi's parents would react if you tell them hey i want to wear a bikini and i'm going to step on stage to compete i probably do not want to have that conversation anytime soon but my mom did find out my picture <laughs> like my stage picture on google i don't know if someone forwarded it to her or she just googled me i don't know but uh, she found out and <laughs> she was like hey who's this who's putting up these kind of pictures of you and i just told her that uh, hey i went for a competition and it was like long time ago like she found out in probably 2018 and i competed in 2017 so i told her like i had gone for a competition long time ago and she's like no 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 like <laughs> what if neighbors find out <laughs> what if this people find out what if those people find out so she just gave that uh, thing so i knew like you know if i have that conversation in the future i know where it's going to head to so yeah maybe just like i'll wait until i secure my pro card or when i'm ready to compete internationally uh, that's when i'll be like hey this is going good so this is what i'm doing that would be so relatable for a lot of people because a lot of people hold themselves back because of yeah what, yeah what, for what sure. my family going to think or what are my neighbors going to think and it's it's yeah. a big hurdle i yeah. think and then yeah so yeah. I, I, i yeah yeah go yeah. on go on no no tell me no go on go on go on um i yeah no, i was saying it's just that because i had the financial independence because i had the job alongside that's why i was able to take this decisions on my own and you know uh, not have to depend or not have to tell my parents necessarily and also because i was away from them right so imagine there are people who want to compete and they stay with their parents so that kind of gets that situation kind of gets tricky so i would not say that i necessarily faced the pressure or i didn't really face it because i just decided to go for it because i didn't have the dependency or my parents would not they won't just come and tell ki hey you can't compete i did not have any of that situation but i really feel for people who like girls who want to compete but they have not been able to do so because they are either uh, their partners don't approve or family don't approve so i guess being independent kind of like helps the whole situation yeah it's kind of tricky i mean probably someone who has done it despite being with their family you know would be able to like i'm i'm looking forward to listening such a story from someone someday yeah how yeah. they like fight it but, off but but this has been yeah. really insightful because someone as a woman in indian society going and competing and totally switching to a career in bodybuilding and fitness it is it it, it is unique yeah. i would say and it it would definitely take some courage moving on from the career aspect let's take something that is extremely common among women especially women who are young and trying to get in shape what what's yeah. the deal with toning like what what is toning like and why do people want to get toned yeah. and how can you get toned what's the deal with this yeah so um i wouldn't lie like i was also a victim of this whole like i want this toned toned look i want to look like that actress or you know the slim look again it's something that i figured out in my journey that you know how it exactly works like you need to have some muscle underneath to actually have the look that you are desiring for 
but people just think that oh they will just lean down and they will have the physique that they are looking for which is not not wrong like being lean is not wrong being at a higher like a little higher body fat percentage is also not wrong there's no like right or wrong it's like definitely what you want if you want to be lean and if you want to lose fat that's fine but not at the cost of your health of course like you need to know that having like a super tiny waist or having like a six pack all the time in a year is not sustainable just focus on getting strong if you have like a good enough muscle mass uh, underneath and you have worked out for like quite a while if you spend like a couple of years in the gym training uh, using the right principles using proper nutrition and you have like you know worked for this long i mean probably that's when you can see okay let me like lean out and see like how it goes but very often like i get queries on instagram web or on my coaching applications where girls will write saying you know so there's a question that i ask what is your fitness goal what are you looking for basically from the coaching so they will yeah write this down i want a toned look but most of them do not know i mean the look that you have probably you have in mind you have to do some kind of strength training in the gym and not just like hours of cardio yeah i i think it's just the awareness that needs to be put out there i know so many coaches take the effort to explain that what exactly is this toned look what do you exactly need to do for that but uh, it's still not out there so i guess it's just people have to repeatedly put out the same content and keep it put it out there so that it reaches more people and then the girls exactly know like what they need to do to achieve the look that they desire actually i hope that made sense <laughs> yeah yeah that that totally makes sense because so many people they they're like shy of lifting heavy because they want to look yeah. toned and not bulky yeah yeah and it is such a such a common thing and and since you work specifically with women clients yeah. what are some common problems or like common misconceptions that you come across on a very regular basis um, similar to you know toning like yeah. i want to get toned yeah. are there other, like you know such prevalent yeah it's... um yeah so <laughs> some very common uh, request will be like hey i want to have like a uh, i want to have like a toned uh, stomach like the uh, basically the mid section but i don't want to lose fat from like here and here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like very specific uh, yeah like areas that they want to target i mean that's still very very prevalent among uh, women basically they do not understand that it has to do a lot with your genetics how your fat is distributed so you can't really help mm. right where to lose your fat from but i still like i have talked about this on my instagram i know so many co- coaches also talk about it on instagram or on other platforms but some reason i don't know if it's not reaching out to people or yeah but i still like very repetitively very very often i just get these questions like what kind of food should i eat you know so that i do not gain fat on my stomach like they just think that there's some kind of food that you do not need to eat that will somehow not make fat reach your stomach or keep your fat only on your glutes but it's it's you know it's just for everyone it's a learning process i guess like people who come to you like probably i also had that same kind of misconceptions back when i joined so as you invest time in it as you invest time in the whole because i don't blame these people who have like these kind of questions right because it's it's very natural to think like that because given like the kind of content that is out there people get misguided very easily so it's very very common to have such kind of queries but yeah it's it's their learning process they learn they either once like the client has signed up with me they learn about all these things or they sign up with some other coach they learn about all these things 
Right. I mean, right. I, I guess there will be no end to it. This whole thing of like you know yeah, women yeah, yeah. expecting. Yeah, because I have had people where I have repeatedly the same people. I have repeatedly told them that this is not how it's happening. But they come back and they ask the same question: "Ki why is it not happening like this? Like you know, why my like stomach has so much fat?" Or uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's also because of the portrayal of women on social media Probably. and the images that they see. Yeah, yeah, and and that kind of really influences uh, a lot of their decisions, and they feel like they too can. you know they they want to look a certain way but yeah. they don't realize yeah. that the kind of work that goes behind exactly exactly yeah achieving that yeah. and what what people are actually selling is not what actually mm-hmm. they do to achieve that look yeah so uh, uh just jumping from like bouncing off from that same topic like yeah. what do you think of the current social media influence on people's body image issues so you see all these fitness influencers who are in terrific shape and sometimes they use a lot of post processing on their images as well to look a certain way and women are out there scrolling through their phones and they're looking at these images like day long and they really suffer from body image issues like they feel like I cannot look like that why don't I look like that so what is your what's your take on it like how do you feel about this whole social media thing um yeah so see like these kind of things are going to be there always right like i am not sure if you have heard that news that uh, in norway they have like they have asked to declare like if you have used a photoshop image you would have to like declare saying that okay this it is time for a short break if you have liked the episode so far please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend the podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you thank you in advance now back to the episode this is like a photoshop image uh, yeah something like that but i mean you cannot really stop someone from doing what they want with their image right so it's it's going to be there uh, somewhere so the goal is to like question yourself if i'm looking at these people if i'm looking at say like actresses accounts or some influencers accounts and i see her that oh she is like really slim or she is really fit what is my first reaction if my first reaction is oh my god she looks so good why do i not look like that so question yourself like why do you have that question that you know why you do you think that you're not good enough why do you think that you're not good enough do you feel that you are at a higher body fat percentage or do you feel like you know you need to put on some muscle i get it like the pictures can trigger insecurities in you and all of that but in the end it can be anything that can trigger these kind of things right not just with body dysmorphia but also like say someone putting up someone who has like a really happy life on the instagram and you thinking looking at it thinking ki oh why do i not have that kind of life so it's like everywhere it's going to it's going to be there everywhere so i would say a right way to deal with such scenarios is either like look at it in a positive way saying ki oh wow okay she looks good maybe i i wish like i can have a physique like that but what can i do to like you know um, get there how much time would it take is it realistic do i really need that one that kind of physique mm. because some people they just like look at it and get a reaction and then they will be hooked to it but in reality maybe they don't actually want uh, that could be just like a trigger from like looking at the picture or whatever yeah i mean of course like people should not be doing like all these extra edits and making themselves look slim or it's not just pictures right people are even like doing surgeries in real life in their in their body actually to like look in, look a certain way and all of that 
but you cannot control what the other person is doing right it's just like you question yourself what do you want do you want to look like that is it valid do you really want to look like that right uh, what's triggering you to want to look like that are you not good enough if you feel you're not good enough what are you doing about it yeah i guess like the solution would be like to look inward and not to like blame the pictures that are there or not to pay too much attention if you feel like that you know this person or this influencer's account is really like triggering all these emotions in me just mute them right like or just yeah unfollow them i i actually came across a tip um, on this very subject like there was there was someone who was talking about it people since if you if you tend to follow a lot of people with the same body type people who are uh, amazingly fit for example that is when you are more likely to develop these yeah. kind of insecurities so it's a good idea to you know uh, curate your yeah. feed in a way that you follow people with different body types not just you know focus on yeah yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's so if you tip. if you tend to do that then you would not feel like everyone you are looking at is just you know fit with a six pack and you are the only exactly. only one without yeah. it so that kind of causes those yeah. issues and aggravates them so that was a really really good tip yeah. that i came across Yeah, yeah that's nice i can like share that across <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh, on the other end of the spectrum i have recently also come across people people in my circle like female friends who have gotten into weight training they like to you know train hard they are trying to build muscle but uh, you know how mm-hmm. these uh, body weight scales now they are so common which calculate your body fat percentage and uh where you stand on it and it gives you all this data like how much they're not ac- accurate yeah. because they use this accurate, electric yeah. impedance but they give you this number like you're 25% body fat you're 26% body fat and i've i've seen friends of mine who are like obsessed with that number and they're like i want to drop to 17% body fat or i want to drop to 15% body fat and they just they they're really obsessed at like getting lean and like staying getting that shredded six pack like it's the other end of the spectrum completely like some people don't want that but there are other people who want that you know very lean yeah. i want to lean down i shredded. i don't like to be a 20% body fat i want to be like at 15% 14% body yeah. fat so so yeah. so what what does it really entail for women like trying to lose body fat to that low levels like is it sustainable yeah. is it recommended how does it go what's your opinion on it yeah i mean it's definitely not sustainable to you know go like very very low in their body fat right because especially if you see like competitors like you know who compete really frequently like show after show uh, i mean it's not doing any good to their body women tend to lose their periods so many other things happening in the background right so and you why suffer with just like eating like 1200 calories or 1300 calories right so people that you see on pictures who have like six pack abs that's just or the models that you see they just prep themselves for that one particular picture eating like you know probably 1200 calories or 1100 calories or even like 900 calories a day which is like not really sustainable like why would you want to put yourself your body through all of that process i mean if you just want to do it once like you know if you have built muscle and you want to cut and you want to see like how much muscle you have put on and you want to prep yourself for a photo shoot or something that makes sense but to have that physique for a whole year it's just not sustainable so it's better that you know ki you know that's the truth so probably it's just the ignorance right probably they don't know that how much they would have to go through to like maintain that lean physique year round right and they would just eventually realize you i mean i just like it's not possible so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. right yeah um 
coming back to bodybuilding um yeah. since most of our listeners they're just you know very alien to this whole bodybuilding world and when you say bodybuilding most people usually directly think you know Arnold Schwarzenegger Ronnie yeah. Coleman like really mass monster yeah. and yeah. and then then if you say like women's bodybuilding and you put them together they just they just put like a woman's head on Ronnie Coleman's body yeah. and they're like oh my god I don't want to look like that women bodybuilding is like no it, it's totally <laughs> Yeah, no way. So like when you talk about women, body, women's bodybuilding, like the, like you have the bikini division, you have the figure division, like you have different divisions. So like, what does it really entail? Like what, what do you really mean when we talk about women competing as bodybuilders? Like what is the whole thing? Um, yeah. So like, just like men's, even women have like different divisions, right? So there's bikini, which is like at the level where you have probably like of the entire spectrum bikini is the one where you have the lowest amount of muscle mass and not as conditioned as like you know the the other spectrums so you have bikini then you have now there, there's a new division which is called wellness and then you have physique figure fitness is also there depending on what organization it is and then there's eventually there's the bodybuilding which is like which actually is kind of like the ironic coleman physique like you know the whole steroid loaded physiques, which I think are not there that many, I have not really seen like in person, like women bodybuilders, like the actual bodybuilders, right? I would say like competing in bikini would be something which is more realistic because as you grow up the divisions, you need more muscle mass. And for women, it's really not possible to put on like that much of muscle mass naturally, right? So bikini is the one which is like very much achievable naturally. Like you can put on that much of muscle mass that the organization expects you to put on. Naturally, you just need to put on like a few years of training and like proper nutrition um, and all of that. And then as you go the go to the next, which is wellness, they uh, prefer having like a little bit of bigger and fuller posterior chain compared to bikini. Basically, the girls are a little like have more muscle mass and just like a bigger bikini physique i would say um so that that's when like people probably start taking like um you know drugs and steroids and all of that because it's really not possible to have like that much of muscle mass in a woman naturally uh, to compete in the divisions starting from wellness and up top uh, especially for bikini like you are not expected to go in on the stage like shredded you need that fullness, you need the, you need that mass on your delts, on your glutes, on the posterior chain overall, but uh, they're not expecting too much of quads. So it's like, they're very particular about what they want to see in their cleats. Based on different organizations, there's IFBB, there's WBFF, there's like, uh, what do you call that? The natural organization, was it ICN? Uh, yeah. yeah, WNBF. WNBF yeah. Yeah. yeah, so those are, prob- I'm not sure about what kind of divisions they have, but yeah, so the, those kind of, uh, like the other organizations sometimes have different criteria, different posing styles, uh, different, the competition suits differ from different organizations. Um, yeah, so it's like that. Yeah, so so there's a whole spectrum that people are generally not aware of and people directly jump yeah, to the yeah, yeah, mass, yeah, mass yeah, monster. Exactly. They just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so they just see those like really, are you bodybuilder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just see those like really rip and, you know, probably like super muscular women but you have to know that you're not going to get there with like how many how much ever you train uh, naturally um so yeah I, I guess it's again it's just ignorance but probably people will find out eventually as because um, when i started training 
I think there were not like any competitions happening. I don't know if there were like local shows and all that happening, but at least at IBB level, level there was nothing happening in India. But now it's like slowly growing. They have gotten like celebrities and all that. So it's like, you know, people are becoming more aware of all these competitions. So people are becoming more aware of the divisions as well. So probably down the line after like, you know, five, six years, uh, people will know like what's going on exactly in the whole competitive scene for women. Right, right. Um, Right. Yeah. And talking about bodybuilding, I, I I mentioned that I put out a question sticker on my social media and yeah, yeah, people yeah, have questions on yeah. it. Uh, I think you kind of did cover like the struggles of contest prep in the sense that you you told like how difficult it is to, you know, maintain lean levels of body fat yeah. for long. Yeah. Uh, and there was, uh, so there were two questions and I think you'll be able to cover mm. both of them at once. So the first question uh, was regarding the struggles that an athlete goes through during contest prep and staying lean up to contest. And the second Mm. question was how often is blood work necessary during prep? So these were the two questions. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So coming to the first question where like the struggles, I think it's like very, very individual. Like, you know, if for some it's like super smooth, if that's all that you're doing, like you're just prepping for a competition and you don't have to worry about any other aspects of life i mean i'm not talking about like the prep process but otherwise right like the external stressors if there's nothing there it's probably like a easy easier right comparatively but if you have other things going on in life it does quite get kind of stressful and uh, it does kind of get difficult to stick to the routine and do everything when you have like when you are answerable to calls when you're answerable to like meetings and all of that you have to be a little selfish with you know, getting your steps in, getting your cardio in, getting your meals in and all of that. And people have done that. I've seen a lot of people who have juggled between jobs and competitive careers at the same time and done quite well in that. Um, So that's like the whole picture of it. But otherwise, if you dieting down, like going into super low calories and then sustaining, I mean, maintaining that for like weeks. For me personally, I would say like the first competition that I did 2017, I was not ready. To, I was not ready when I got on stage. Like I had to diet down a little more, a lot more actually, like because I was still carrying a lot of fat when I stepped on stage. So I, honestly, I did not really struggle as much because my calories were not so low. I never went so low. But my second prep, which I did on 2020, and it kind of like, we had to like stop when we were five or four weeks out. That kind of, you know, towards the end, it it was a lot like mental strength that was needed to like, you know, go on with the whole cardio, doing cardio every day, getting all my steps in. I used to be like exhausted by the end of the day. And I, I cannot imagine pulling that through until the show day and like looking your best on the show day when you have to like struggle so much for like all these weeks. I did not get there, honestly, because like I said, I had to like stop four weeks out. But until then, the last few weeks were definitely like a lot of struggle in terms of energy, in terms of, you know, because like I said, I also had to focus on the job. So giving my all into the prep thing and also focusing on showing up in the meetings and taking other decisions, nothing to do with my uh, comp prep. The stress definitely takes a toll in some ways. Probably I would be able to give a feedback better this like the next year when I prep because I am not working on a job doing a nine to five anymore. It's quite like independent in terms of coaching, right? So probably I'll have a better feedback in terms of once I have completed the process and reached till this show day. Um, right, right. Yeah. 
And the second question oh, uh, yeah. that was regarding yeah. the blood work necessary for conscious um not really i think like um i i can only speak from my experience so in both the preps that i did i did not really have to get any blood work done as such but i do know that some some like it's basically has to do with your coach right so if your coach is asking for it like a prep coach competition prep coach is asking for it yeah i guess you would have to get it done and so that you know they make sure that everything is in order honest experience like with people who i know who have prepped have probably not done like like in the bikini right. division at least they have not really done blood work as such but i'm 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 pretty sure like it's very it's a very common thing if you are you know competing not naturally but you have taken like gear yeah. or stuff like that so i think that that's when it gets more uh, it's more important to like get your blood check very often right 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 makes sense uh, and what's your what's your take on the current state of the women's bodybuilding scene in india and and in assam in particular like how does it yeah. play out because right now it has become really popular to you know see women athletes on social media who compete yeah. so yeah. how is the thing evolved and what is the current scenario right now like um so in india like i mentioned before it is definitely growing the scene has become a lot uh, you know people a lot more people know about it compared to what it was how it was like back in 2017 um i actually recently in 2019 went for a for the show that was happening it was being conducted by ihff um and to my surprise it was like crowded like there were people coming from all over the country to participate uh, in the competition or even to like basically there was like a huge expo there happening right so there were all different like brands coming in together all the fitness brands uh, the machine brands which are there the supplement brands which are there so everyone was together and it was like a huge platform you know and it was quite nice to see like the crowd which i was not expecting honestly because i still went there with the whole 2017 ka like mindset ki okay how many people will know about it but to my surprise it was like quite packed so that itself says that you know how much it has grown overall there were so many bikini athletes like even in 2017 there were like 14 40 bikini athletes on stage and when i went in 2019 there were so many different uh, even in for example if you're competing in bikini there will be different like height classes right so there's like criteria that you know if you uh, within this height you will fall in class a and then class b class c so all the classes were like packed there were so many competitors coming in from across india which is really nice to see so the scene has definitely like grown a lot uh, assam to be honest i'm not very like sure of what's really going on i know that there are different organizations that do conduct uh, these shows um happening there but i, I do know like a lot of uh, athletes from assam who are trying to also prepping for the ibbp shows and in the northeast in fact like they are trying to prep for the ibbp show whenever that happens again next year or right. this year and probably so which means that people are finding out about it and they are taking steps to like you know prep for it and which is really nice to see uh, it was not there back then when i had started yeah so if if there's someone who is listening to this right now and they want to you know get into competing and they want to specifically compete in bikini how can they get started like what what are the steps they should be taking yeah um first step is definitely like if you are someone in your 20s or 30s or whatever like or yeah even 40s i think there's like classes for if you want to compete there's like master class and all that as well um if you're listening to this podcast this is your sign 
if you have like the slightest interest in it you should probably like just get started i mean don't think too much ki you know what will happen if you are someone who live with your parents or if you have uh, you know some other decision maker in your decisions don't think too much about it just get started like things will fall into place eventually but if you're looking to compete specifically you need to make sure that you have good amount of experience training experience i would say probably 3 to solid 3 to 4 experience years of experience in the gym applying the correct principles making sure that you have the like because there's less like anyone can compete honestly like there's no like criteria saying that you know if you do not have this much muscle you cannot step on stage but why would you go through the entire process of prep for 6 months and uh, only to realize that hey like i don't really have that much of muscle mass uh, which i realized when back in 2017 so make sure that you have invested your time paid your dues worked and also like your nutrition is on point you have spent quite enough time in surplus making sure you have built enough muscle and not always chasing like to lose fat every time focus on strength training focus on the basics i mean look for like people who are competing already right and you will i'm not asking uh, people to like compare your physiques but you you will still get an idea you will get an idea from the numbers that they are lifting or you know the physique that they have how much muscle mass are they carrying so that will kind of you know give you an idea ki how much work do you have to put in to you know to actually like step on stage and get there in terms of good placings because no one wants to compete and not get placed right because it's it's expensive for one thing it's super expensive like the whole competitive suit your heels your makeup and what not like it's a hell lot of uh, expense uh, than just like prepping so if you want to expend so much money you might as well like do it right so you need to make sure that you are at that place before like you you have checked all these boxes before you start decide on competing but other than that if you are someone who's just looking to lift or just like you know trying to thinking ki oh i should probably get on strength training or hey like i'm 30 years old probably now it's a time that i need to build some muscle and you know i i start i'm starting to feel weak and i need to uh, probably hit the gym and get my strength levels up just take this as a sign and like just join a gym or buy a pair of dumbbells and start lifting yeah yeah, yeah that, that totally makes sense and since a lot of our listeners are actually young women in their 20s and they all they all okay. want to look amazing and feel great in their bodies yeah. and uh, what are some yeah. small steps that they can to take today to you know reach reach their goals build their dream bodies and feel more confident of course like first step is to like start and sign up and get get your gym membership you know don't like just sit thinking ki oh like you know once i this happens that's when i'm going to go get started most girls who like say reach out to me for coaching uh, they will reach out to me first and then they will be like hey like right now my job is too hectic i'll probably wait another 3 months and then get started or some will be like hey i have this exam coming up so i think it's best if i can i get in touch with you like after 2 months and then we can get started so i mean don't wait for that right like you just have to like take that one step don't worry about so many getting everything right i'm sure you can like spend at least 4 hours a week at the gym everyone can no matter how hectic your job is i'm sure like you can put that much amount of time in the gym so yeah so get started get your membership get the pair of dumbbells that you're looking for to just get started and um, invest some time in doing the research knowing your basics right or you can just sign up with a coach and the process will be a lot easier 
but it does not really help if you do not know what's exactly going on in the background, right? Like the basics, right? Like the movement patterns or uh, say in terms of nutrition, what is uh, calorie surplus? What is like, you know, what is um, deficit? What is maintenance? Things that I feel everyone should know and not only get to know when you sign up a coach with a coach. Yeah. And uh, focus on instead of like being very attached to, you know, the physique that you want, I would definitely suggest that if you instead shift your focus to, you know, getting stronger and getting your numbers in all your lifts up, if you have started like deadlifting, which is awesome. If you have started involving compound movements in your, in your routine, that's even, even more yeah awesome. And focus on like, you know, getting stronger, basically focus on increasing your number on your right. lifts. Uh, the physique will follow because I right. feel too many women, they get so attached with the image, like we discussed, like you said, like if you scroll up on Instagram, you'll see so many images of physique and then you'd want to be like that. Uh, but instead of like being very physique focused, if you instead become like very training focused and, you know, put in your work day in and day out, like after a few years, you will probably be there where you want to be. Right, right, right. And, and because a lot of people, I really agree with that point where you said that you should get started instead of just waiting for the right opportunity because uh if if you're, yeah. if you're looking for that moment where you will have the perfect plan and the perfect execution that that's never going to happen so even if even if yeah. you can like put in two days a week right now i think that is much better than doing nothing and waiting for exactly. when you have like six days a week to put in so so yeah. like exactly you need to make the most out of what you have right now at the moment and it could be like limited equipment, limited time, limited resources. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like if you put in that limited work that you can put in and over time you build on it. So that is what is going to work out over time. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. That was so much insightful. And um, I'm pretty sure that listeners will take a lot of value from today's episode. And it was a great discussion. And thank you so much, Arundhati, for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Uh, and there were a lot of takeaways for the listeners. And if our listeners wanted to reach out to you and contact you, how can they do that? Um, they can reach out to me via Instagram, Arundhati Borua. Uh, I'm sure you'll put that out on your <laughs> Instagram, like when you yeah, write that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'll put I'll put out Arundhati's um, contact details in the description of the episode so that you can easily reach out to her. I hope that you took away something that will benefit you long term from this episode. So that is it for this episode of Work the Physique. I hope you enjoyed our very first guest episode. And you can watch the video for this episode on YouTube and listen to it on all major podcast apps you can join our private facebook community through the link in the description for early access to all our guest interviews and i'll see you again in another fortnight until then stay tuned stay safe and stay consistent <laughs>